Caroline Ellison has finally admitted to the whole-scale misconduct at Alameda Research and FTX.com. I've previously covered Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang pleading guilty to several fraud-related charges. But now the transcripts from her court hearing have been released. Notably, just after Sam Bankman-Fried came back into the United States to face his own fraud-related charges. Now these transcripts are incredibly eye-opening, but really they just confirm what many of us had already suspected. The first category pertained to borrowings at Alameda Research. And there are several statements here. Caroline Ellison says, From 2019 to 2022, I was aware that Alameda was provided access to a borrowing facility on FTX.com, the cryptocurrency exchange run by Mr. Bankman Freed. I understood that executives had implemented special settings in Alameda's FTX.com account that permitted Alameda to maintain negative balances in fiat currencies and cryptocurrencies. Basically, FTX.com seemingly would enable Alameda to trade while insolvent. They would give Alameda access to capital to keep losing money. Because as I previously remarked, Alameda was seemingly not very good at actually trading or making money because they lost money during the crypto bull market. So enabling them to maintain a negative balance basically was just tossing good money after bad. Caroline Ellison then continues. In practical terms, this arrangement permitted Alameda to access an unlimited line of credit without being required to post collateral, without having to pay interest on negative balances, and without being subject to margin calls on FTX.com's liquidation protocols. Now here in this statement, there's a few things to disentangle. The first one, of course, is FTX was seemingly just funneling money into Alameda. Alameda might lose that money, and then FTX would get some money and put that into Alameda. Now in theory, because FTX is a closely held corporation, they could use operating profits to prop up Alameda. Now clearly then the investors in FTX would be slightly annoyed by this, i.e. Sequoia, OTPP, etc., etc., would be irritated if operating profits were being used to prop up another division that never had any chance of making money. But using operating profits would be an order of magnitude less bad than using customers' funds. And that's where we start to get the whole scale fraud. We get fraud for possibly a couple of reasons. One, many of the people going onto this platform were not going into the margin trading environment. So their funds should never have been used for any of this lending. But even if you're looking at those investors who had gone onto the margin trading platform, they might have agreed to ordinary margin trading terms. But they hadn't agreed to their money being funneled into a fund that seemingly had unlimited access to funds that was not subject to ordinary collateral requirements and could never be margin called. That is a very different proposition from being on an ordinary margin trading platform. Caroline Ellison also states, I also understood that Alameda had financed the investments with short-term and open-term loans worth several billion dollars from external lenders in the crypto industry. In or around June 2022, I agreed to borrow several billion dollars from FTX to repay those loans. I understood that FTX would need to use customers' funds to finance loans to Alameda. And there we have it. FTX clearly used customers' funds to finance additional loans to Alameda. That is over and above them just giving Alameda unlimited access to margin trading facilities. Here, they were just taking customers' funds and giving a loan to Alameda Research. In essence, inappropriate use of customers' funds 
customers not being informed about exactly what was going on with Alameda when they should have been, and also customers who were never doing margin trading, having their money funneled into this risky, stupid fund that was seemingly never actually going to make any money whatsoever. Caroline Ellison also details some of what she did with the money that Alameda had. Now, Alameda clearly lost a lot of money on its investments. Being incompetent is not necessarily a crime. Some of the other uses of funds might well have been, where she specifically states, while I was co-CEO and then CEO, I understood that Alameda had numerous large illiquid investments and had lent a lot of money to Mr. Bankman-Fried and other FTX executives. In essence here, money was being funneled from Alameda Research to the executives of FTX. These quote-unquote loans might never have been intended to be repaid, or they might have been loans on potentially uncommercial, favorable interest rates. So if we paste this all together, it looks like customers' funds could be funneled into Alameda Research, which would then quote-unquote loan that money to FTX executives, and those executives might never repay those loans. When you look at it that way, it looks an awful lot like customers' funds were being funneled into the pockets of FTX executives. Now, clearly that's something that is going to need to be proven at court at Sam Bankman-Fried's trial, but it looks incredibly damaging, and it does look very much like outright fraud. And onto the topic of outright fraud, she also talks about what happened with the balance sheets for Alameda Research. Caroline Ellison specifically states, we prepared certain quarterly balance sheets that concealed the extent of Alameda's borrowing and the billions of dollars in loans that Alameda had made to FTX executives and related parties. Basically, they doctored the accounts here. That is super bad. It clearly shows the degree of fraud with respect of the lenders to Alameda Research and potentially the investors if those investors were ever presented with those balance sheets. And if those investors are doing any of their job as major venture capitalists investing potentially billions of dollars into this company, they should have at least gotten balance sheets at some point in time. And this is where the fraud against the lenders, so the securities fraud and the wire fraud, really come into being in relation to those types of admissions. Now, given that Alameda was seemingly operating in conjunction with FTX here, and that FTX, i.e. Sam Bankman-Fried, was presumably in the know about exactly what Alameda did, this does not bode well for Sam Bankman-Fried at his trial. Caroline Ellison then expresses remorse for what ultimately happened here. Whether this remorse is genuine is for others to judge. She specifically states, I am truly sorry for what I did. I knew that it was wrong. I want to apologize for my actions to the affected customers of FTX, lenders to Alameda, and investors in FTX. Since FTX and Alameda collapsed in November 2022, I have worked hard to assist with the recovery of the assets for the benefit of customers and to cooperate with the government's investigation. I am here today to accept my responsibility for my actions by pleading guilty. Now, Caroline Ellison might be sorry that she did these things, or she might be sorry that she got caught. I would probably lean toward the latter, given she is saying sorry after the whole thing collapses and she was seemingly complicit in some of these representations as evidenced by her guilty pleas. So I'm not totally convinced by her expression of remorse here. But nevertheless, I will leave that for you to judge. The next question is really, 
What does this mean for Sam Bankman-Fried going forward? Well, it is incredibly damaging. All of these admissions really indicate that FTX and Alameda Research were operating in unison to both mislead customers about exactly what was going on with customers' funds, mislead lenders about the true balance sheet position of Alameda Research and therefore its riskiness, and potentially mislead investors, assuming those investors did any form of due diligence. And even if they didn't do any due diligence, mislead those investors about the quality of the risk management protocols at FTX. After all, if you've got Alameda Research, they can run negative balances, get access to unlimited margin loans, and never be margin cold, then the risk management practices are probably pretty shoddy. And if they were to represent that they are in any way close to cutting edge, then investors should be rightly aggrieved. In any case, this is going to make it very difficult for Sam Bankman-Fried to defend his charges. For him to do this, he'll probably need to fall back on the idea that maybe he was a useful idiot. Maybe he was used by Gary Wang and Caroline Ellison. Maybe they were the masterminds, and he was really out of the loop. Maybe he was low-tier in the hierarchy of quote-unquote partners in this group share apartment that they had. And maybe he was really just kept on the sidelines. I assume that's what his defense might run if he ultimately goes to court. The other defense he might try to run is by arguing that because FTX.com was domiciled outside of the United States, because FTX.com was not supposed to, and seemingly tried not to, take US assets, the United States might not have jurisdiction over FTX.com. And if you can demonstrate that FTX.us, the US arm of FTX, is solvent and can repay customers' funds, then you might be able to argue that the crime, if there is one, was not committed in the United States. Therefore, there is nothing for him to actually be guilty of in the United States. Rather, if there were to be a crime, it would have been in the Bahamas, not in the United States. Despite its superficial attraction, this jurisdictional argument would likely fail miserably. Now, this is clear from the fact that Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang both pled guilty and seemingly didn't even try to raise this. It's also premised on very faulty assumptions. First, if we look at the customer-related fraud, it would be premised on the idea that FTX.us is a wholly separate entity from FTX.com, and there was never any relevant fraud in relation to FTX.us, and FTX.us is perfectly solvent and customers can get their money back, which is something that SBF has asserted. The problem with this is that FTX.us does not appear to be relevantly separate from FTX.com, at least according to what John J. Ray III, who is overseeing the bankruptcy proceedings, has suggested. Second, Alameda Research is a Delaware company, which would suggest that jurisdictional issues are going to be very difficult to make out in relation to misconduct in relation to Alameda Research. Third, bodies like the SEC have already tried to assert that they have a jurisdiction over cryptocurrencies wherever they might be. Now, that might be a little bit tenuous and it needs to be tested at court ultimately. However, they have tried to have a very maximalist view of their jurisdiction. Presumably, the Department of Justice would have similar issues. Then we have the issue of investors. Many of the investors in FTX, so companies like Sequoia, for example, are based in the United States, and the relevant fraud would have occurred relevantly within the United States, even though FTX.com is a Bahamas-based company. You add on to this the fact that these investors would also have been defrauded by Alameda Research, which Sam Bankman-Fried effectively had a controlling shareholding in. 
owning some 90% of the company. Nevertheless, we'll see exactly what defenses he raises when that does ultimately proceed to court. Regardless, Caroline Ellison, Gary Wang, Sam Bankman fried have had a truly terrible Christmas season. Caroline Ellison is facing years in prison after pleading guilty to seven fraud-related charges. Gary Wang pled guilty to four fraud-related charges, seemingly less severe in magnitude than Caroline Ellison. He was seemingly pushed more toward the sidelines the longer things went on. Sam Bankman-Fried, however, is out on a $250 million bail and is going to face more charges and a lengthier jail term. Nevertheless, if you've got any thoughts about what Caroline Ellison is doing here, about whether she erred in pleading guilty or erred more likely in any of the conduct, let me know that in the comments below. And otherwise, thanks a lot for tuning in. I hope you have a great holiday season and hopefully I see you for future videos as well.